Okay, so we're gonna do poetry, right? I'm here all week. Um. Poetry night rings through. We got an opening act. Um, two dope boys in a Cadillac are here to open for the Dambassadors. So if you would welcome two dope boys in a Cadillac. Awesome. We're, we're honored to have been invited by the Dambassadors to be your opening act. We're excited for their show. Ooh. Excellent. I like Spokane. You said, let's hit the road. You said, yes, and with our voices. And we flung our tongues from the mountaintop, sleeping buffalo tunneling into our consciousness as all the Swiss chalets in the valley below trembled in their foundations. You rose in me. You rose in me. Bud bursting on my tongue. Words unfolding over under one another. And it's true. What they say. About roses. And poo. You rose in me and grew roots planted deep. In good shit. Then, from cliff heads overlooking the ocean under tree shade, fungus growing over our toes and ears. You heard a whisper. Oyster sauce. You heard a blessing. Oyster sauce. We drank an invocation. Oyster sauce. So sweet. Because you make me feel. You make me feel. You make me feel dope. Naturally. We share a vision. A weird vision. We share a room, a spare room, without furniture, without beds. All that matters we hold between us four walls, a ceiling, a door, a complex simplicity wreathed in smoke. Nothing's as it seems. We share nightmares and live the dream, but before... I used to feel so uninspired. I used to feel so all alone. Then we set to rediscover the past, present, and future, and found them, sparse, with little decoration, where there is no rest, only sleep, and jackhammer serenade. Trusting the lack we are abundant in, just him and I, Aquemini, you make me feel dope, naturally. But wait a second, wait a second second, we're in a room. We're in a room where there's people watching us. We're in a room. 
And this love is so much bigger than we. Yes, all you green light people have given us the best case of head lice ever. And if we should die tonight, we will have heard the angel songs left in fingerprints on the places where we've touched each other's rib cage. Sparked by the sound of voices and laughter. It will sound like Edith Piaf singing... Happy birthday to we. <laughs> Alphabetically applying art to patent numbers with the erotic grammar of black sheep, yes sir, we are trying to say it's good to be here among all your whore bastard tales, you dark flowers, you toque despots, you pimple busters. We are no little poem. We are iambic pentameter crow's feet finger tap go a trance. We are holy shit invisible magic dancing off our tongues and you make us feel you make us feel you make us two dope boys in a Cadillac thank you very very much It is, it is our distinct honor and privilege and treat and joy to welcome to the stage. Please give them loads and loads of love. They're some of our favorites. Please welcome the Dambassadors. Uh, welcome to the Ambassadors, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We, uh, we are the Ambassadors. We are care devils performing breath-defying stunts of perfect stuttery. We are verbally vivacious and vocally vibrant. Our job is that of dumpster divers of the heart. You throw your shit away, and we pull it back out and show you it's still good. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with this shit. We're here to represent you, the people, our people. We are representatives. We are ambassadors. We're here to say things that you're not expected to say outside, things you're not expected to hear inside. That's what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're here to present to you Everything we know in the shortest amount of time possible. Ladies and gentlemen, we are your ambassadors. We are not just present, but we are here, and you are our gift. I'm going to begin with a true story. It's the best place to begin. The night sky was so clear that California lived up to its reputation. And uh, we're driving down this highway, listening to Modest Mouse, unsure of what I've left behind. And my friend driving the truck is on his third energy drink. And we pause at a rest stop in a town of nothing and nobodies. And I feel all too well at home here in this town I've never been to. 
My friend runs to the bathroom. I step out of the vehicle to get a breath of fresh air. I look up to the sky and I see one of the big stars in the Big Dipper moving away, escaping its cosmic hold. It scared the shit out of me. My first thought was, this is the end of the universe. My second thought was you, and my third thought was, I never learned to play piano. (laughs) And how I'd always thought a man should learn everything he can in the time he's given to keep the one he loves in love. And if this is the end, then give me a piano. Even one of those cheap 1982 Casios, because even a real pianist can still make them sound pretty good. And I'd write you a song because every woman deserves her own song. And as the world breaks up into dust and as mountains crumble into oceans of fire, I'd love you like you were the only other thing that had ever existed. We'd hold on to forever like it was yesterday. And if tomorrow holds no sequel, then let the credits roll. And I'll stand behind the names of all those that I've loved, saving you for last. And I'm at this rest stop, so far from home. And if the world ends tonight and I can't get to you, then let the wind carry one last kiss to you, wherever you are. Hell, let the wind carry a million first kisses to all the women that could have been, because this is more about being alone than being in love. Let these tires carry me to the one I don't have yet, and let the planet crash and burn, because before I can hold you close to me, I have to make you up first. And if I'm creating you out of thin air, then I might as well hold my breath and force you out. Now that I look at the sky, I can see that the stars are sitting exactly as they should be. And that one wayward star that seemed to be moving out of place is actually an airplane. And maybe the woman I'm looking for is sitting on that flight. Yeah, she's, maybe she's eating her honey roasted peanuts, looking out the window, down on a town of nothing and nobodies. And she's unsure of what she's left behind. But she's hoping that wherever she goes, she'll be able to find a guy like me. And I hope she does, because she deserves a guy like me. And of all the things I'm unsure of, I do know that this life of mine hasn't been wasted trying to find you. And if my search ends tonight, if this is all over, then just know that I, I love the idea of you. And I know that you probably feel the same way. Because if I am and love nobody, and you are and love nobody, then we are perfect for each other. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, our first, uh, the, the first ambassador I'd like to bring up to the microphone uh, is, um, is Johnny McRae, uh, from originally from... Uh, well, we're not allowed to say exactly where he's from, but uh, he currently lives in Victoria, B.C. Uh, he is uh, the first man to let the moon walk on him. Uh, he is uh, he is in charge of all your batteries. Uh, he wants to make sure that you go home well fed. Uh, he also wants to hold your hand, whether you're crossing the street or not. He wants to make sure you get home. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bob Ross of Canadian spoken word. Please put your hands together for Johnny McRae. Well, Mike began with a true story. I think I would like to begin with a bicycle, if everyone is okay with that. Do you, are you guys okay with bicycles? You, know, you, like, you like bicycles? Cool. I, I learned this little thing. Uh, you see, I have heard it said that a woman needs a man the way a fish needs a bicycle. And I can tell you, it's true. I am no marine biologist, but I can say for a fact that fish 
need bicycles. Now, to begin at the beginning, it should be patently obvious to anybody with a nose that bicycles need fish. For without fish, bicycles would have no direction, no purpose to serve. There'd be no one to make them go places in life. For without fish, no animal would have gone to land, following in the wake of plants and bacteria. And so, no opposably thumbed ape would have fallen from the womb, straight onto its big fancy bike-building head. Unless, probably, without fish, I wouldn't be here spitting this poem at you right now. And certainly, without fish, our population could never have exploded as it has since yesterday, since that explosion was predicated upon the building of machines, and machines were built upon the well-picked backbones of fish. And bicycles, let us remember, are machines. Although it appears that somewhere along the ride, some idiot bicycles got it into their heads that they didn't really need fish. They forgot who made them. And maybe some who made them forgot their mother's long journeys from the sea. And so, understandably, the fish started saying, well, fuck bicycles. But it should be patently obvious to anybody with eyes the way in which fish need bicycles. Simply picture the deep-sea grave of the Exxon Valdez still leaking into the sea. See the Gulf's blues blacken, the yellow sea slicken, the Niger Delta become fuel for future deserts, picture empty fishing nets and acid wash ocean sea, the waters of life become sticky elastic with petroleum plastic, become swirling toilets clogged with our greasy shit, our runoff are too much, too little, too late. See how we are building fish, watery graves, oily, slick with toxic rainbows, and you will see how fish need bicycles, because fish need humans to start riding bicycles more. A lot more. Almost exclusively, in fact. Fish need humans to stop sucking back the rotten carcasses of our long-dead ancestors and start riding bicycles everywhere. Fish need humans to build an altar to the bicycle, to raise the value of distance again, to forget the roar of engines and feel the rush in our hair, to know that the work it takes to ride anywhere is what makes it worthwhile to get there. Thank you. Uh, our next representative here at this uh, political rally, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is uh, is also from uh, BC, uh, and uh, we're we're very glad that he's he's running in this campaign. Uh, we, it is uh, it is with great pleasure that I tell you that Shane Avecki Grek is um, is sort of a a spiritual postal carrier. Uh, he is. Uh, he hauls all of the letters that you wish you could have written to your 13-year-old self. You took too long to write them, so he wrote them for you, uh, and he's really tired of returning to sender. He is the Baron of Huggery. He is the Duke of Smiles. Please put your hands together for Shane Avecki Grek. Oh, thank you. Uh, as 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 a representative and as traveling down here from from Canada, I'd like to take an opportunity to, uh, in a way, introduce you to some Canadian literary giants. Um, uh, this this could be considered a remix, as it were, in, in modern times. I was asked uh, at a festival earlier this summer to take a few different pieces of writing and see if I could somehow come up with a concise way to deliver them all in one shot. Um, so the words aren't mine, the arrangement is. Uh, so uh, this is by way of uh, Margaret Atwood, Leonard Cohen, and Hoxley Workman, uh, giants in the Canadian literary and music scene. Uh, I was on stage with Hoxley Workman when I read this. I didn't know some of the most of the words were his until uh, just before hitting the stage and was like, oh, that's awkward and awesome. The training is painful. Most painful is the failing. Failing is an ending in its own way. It's a pity. 
A courtesy extended to those whose end is their only certainty. I train in the dark so I can't see my failure. So you can't see my failure. Beneath my hands your small breasts are upturned bellies of breathing fallen sparrows. Wherever you move I hear the sounds of closing wings, of falling wings. Songs are sung, singing needs breathing, and these silly things run out of breath. I am speechless because you have fallen beside me, because your eyelashes are the spines of tiny fragile animals. I dread the time when your mouth begins to call me hunter, when you call me close to tell me your body is not beautiful. I would like to watch you sleeping, which may not happen. I would like to watch you sleeping. I would like to sleep with you, to enter your sleep as its smooth, dark wave slides over my head and walk with you through the lucent, wavering forest of blue-green leaves with its watery sun and three moons toward the cave where you must descend towards your worst fear. You sleep underwater with the stones, making love in your perfect ways. I wish to be your favorite stone. So quiet, I'm not there. A lover so dear you would abandon all else. A quiet so quiet that you have never heard. Such quiet it could lull a clumsy, ugly world to sleep in its arms. I want to summon the eyes and hidden mouths of stone and light and water to testify against you. I want them to surrender before you. I would like to give you the silver branch, the small white flower, the one word that will protect you from the grief at the center of your dream. We always love what we cannot have. I love you most because I can't have you most. When you call me close to tell me your body is not beautiful, I want my body and my hands to be pools for your looking and laughing. I would like to follow you up the long stairway again and become the boat that you would row, would row you back carefully, a flame in two cupped hands where your body lies beside me, and as you enter it as easily as breathing in, I would like to be the air that inhabits you for a moment only. I would like to be that unnoticed and that necessary. So, quiet woman... Drench yourself. Undress slowly. Let this journey last. Arrival is surrender. Let us never arrive. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we, we have been, uh, it has been a, a topic of much discussion about our platform uh, as your it is a good platform. Um, we're we're pleased to be standing on this. Um, and some people some people have been very curious as to what it exactly it is that we are standing for in this 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 coming race. So uh, we'd like to explain it to you right now. <clears throat> dance and dance and twirl around again and again. The reaper will reap all that he sows. Every breath in comes with an expiration date. You should never be willing to die for someone who wouldn't die for you, unless it is a child, for a child only knows how to live and be merry. Let the children play and let them not understand their world until they are ready, he said. Kansas is not in us anymore, Dorothy. It's hard to root for the good guy when the bad guy is so good. Just divide the bastard from the hero and have the man, he said. Give up your table for the man in the Santa suit. He's drunk and just wants to remain warm. The children have all been bad this year, so give the presents to all those who fought the wars. Scorching the planet so I can eat meat, so I can procreate and destroy. Killing my brother so I could die at home and not in a cell made of bamboo and strangers, he said. The last judge will sentence humanity to death for the murder of the mother and the torture of the father. Our concrete suffocates her. 
He is manacled to our wrists. Believe the one who lies. <laughs> that truth is more creative. Tight ropes were made for high hopes and the values of circuses past, he said. There goes another memory, and there goes another. There goes one more memory. There is no net to catch them. Poets writing for writers. Know that you are made from scraps and sparks, whittled down from a tree of stone, made a door wedge or a weight for papers. Set down your heavy worthless. Survive and revive, he said. You gain what you lose. We make that which makes us. The organ plays on and on. The priest burns the sermon to read selections of Playboy by its light, he said. Elephants are drowning in trumpets. When Then we sat and laughed and learned and loved for the first time. Then we cried, holding each other, until the garbage men came for their collection plate. And a planet of dogs shall lead them. At the dump, we made new rags from old cardboard and sang until the hungry dogs came, until there were only two of us left, he said. We made children from our parents' styrofoam. The hungry dogs came for them, so we killed them one at a time, ate their flesh, wore their skins, sold their bones at flea markets. The garbage men brought more people. The dogs will come again, he said. Our children's children will hunger for theirs, he said. And a planet of dogs shall lead them. And a planet of dogs shall lead them. But the revelation will not be televangelized. The revelation will not sell you holy water, cures for cancer, sacred bones, or prayer books. It will not bless you with a better body, better mind, or cleaner soul. It will not be heard from a mount, a rock, a boat, a book, a blog, or a telescreen. Watching the passion will not light your way. Because the, the revelation, revelation will, will not be televangelized. televangelized. The revelation will not pass the lips of Benny Hinn, Jack Van Imp, Rick Warren, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, Pat Buchanan, Mel Gibson, Ayatollah Khamenei, Ben Netanyahu, Tom Cruise, Benedict the Sixth. The Dalai Lama, Barack Obama, Desmond Tutu, David Suzuki, Gil, Gil Scott, Scott Heron, or two dope boys in a Cadillac. The revelation will not increase our profits. It will be no miracle crusade. The word will not revive you. Although it might heal your faith, but, but the, the revelation, revelation will not be televangelized. And it will not make you cosmopolitan. It will not make you metropolitan. The revelation will wipe away the polis and the police, the officers and the offices. The glass-eyed, smiling service and the sleepwalking, sidewalk shufflers. The revelation will not go well with your shoes. You'll look fat no matter what you wear. Your skeleton will call you a closet. And a revolution will not be randomized. The chances are your survival will depend upon the revelation, but the revelation will not be sparked by a Bic lighter. It will not be sold in the corner store at the crossroads, and it will not put you in debt. The revelation doesn't bother with credit lines, timelines, headlines, front lines, or fishing lines. The revelation runs in circles. And it doesn't come in pill form. Or powder. It will not cure the lepers. It will not make any man come twice because the revelation will not be our rise. We will not leave our bodies and transcend the earthly. The revelation will be a collective moment of, oh, fuck. <laughs> the word will be the vibrating waves of an earthquake. The revelation will be its epicenter. Shuddering the ground, ash-smoking, sunless skies, setting feet into motion. Aimless circle dancing, flattening flowers, 
into footprints. Creative cannibal calligraphy tattooing rebirth across the god body. The, the revelation, revelation will be a mashup. Wearing greasy pants, cedar skin, over lingerie, and gum boots. Dancing to the crackle of a fire built with books. Shadows licked with flaming dung, boundless in the night dark. Rainbow warriors with nebula in their eyes and galaxies curling into their fingertips, humming mushroom cloud bird songs to the rising sun. The word will pass mouth to mouth between those who do not know they know it. And so the word will pass unspoken. And the revelation will not rise on hot airwaves because the revelation will not be televangelized. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment where... Um, uh, as, as your representatives, we sort of have to shake it out a bit and uh, let loose. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to generate some haiku for you. Johnny McRae and I are experts at haiku. Uh, and it turns out that all you need is 17 syllables and a whole lot of truth. Uh, and that's all you need. As long as they're true, you don't even need 17 syllables, it turns out. As long as they're absolutely 100% true. So uh, here, I'll give you an example. We'll both give you examples of what a haiku is. It's five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, generally, right? <clears throat> I am Mike McGee. I love women and free food. Running makes me sad. Thank you. Johnny? Smoking hurts babies. So it's a good thing cigarettes make you impotent. Whoa! Would you like to share one? Oh, I can. Okay. It's it's a little it's it's, it's kind of it's, racy. Let's see, that's racy. Let's hear it. Like not about sprinters. That's that's the next one. Fisting for futures, the new abstinence movement. Maybe it's a stretch. <laughs> All right. So now, Johnny and I will generate a haiku live, one word at a time, based on your topic. We need a topic. Cornbread. The topic of the haiku is cornbread. Uh, I'll start talking. Okay. <clears throat> Yum. Delicious. Yellow. Bread-like. Brick. Of. Sweet. Love. I don't know where we're at. I lost count. Fuck! Gluten! Asshole! <laughs> I totally lost count. I, totally, I was like, "That's enough, right?" It was very. I was only count. Point. I was only counting my words too. I was just like, "That's so few." <laughs> you got that recorded, right? Because that's the greatest haiku ever. Because it's all true. <laughs> all true. Yeah. Yes. All right. One more. One more. One more, we need a topic. Squirrel! 
You just yell them out. Just yell them out, you guys. The topic of the haiku is squirrels. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Nutty. Furry. Being. So. Squiggly. <laughs> and. Fucked. In the brain. Acorn. <laughs> Truth! Truth! Okay, Johnny. Thank you, sir. Uh, and now it is with unfortunate gloom that I present to you. Uh, oh, how do I even say this, ladies and gentlemen? As you know, uh, poets make lots of money everywhere they go. Um, except for some reason, everywhere we've gone, everyone's been broke. So, I think that's what happens on most campaign trails. So, uh, so this evening what we've decided to do is call on some sponsors in order to help fund this trip. This is our last show of the tour. Uh, so we figured we'd just, uh, we'd, we'd go all out. And uh, so please, we, this is, we hate this. We wish we didn't have to do this. So please listen very closely to these words from our sponsors. Uh, and, and if you would, bow your heads for it. I'm, I'm going to turn my back. It's, it's not an insult to you. It's in shame. This is contractual obligation. Somewhere, just beyond the Verizon, sounds the echo of a bell as the old shortwave radios whisper their rogers in response and a Mountain Dew collects on the bricks of a white castle while you settle yourself in for a second cup of coffee. The Saturn of your mind filters these cosmopolitan images into the apple of your eye, informing the world around you. These are the days of miracle and wonder as cannons shoot countless panavisions across our universal technicolor canvas. An X on the right corner will not close these windows. And while this may not be PC, they are trying to tell us something. There will be no Quiznos after this, but take note. Product placement is everywhere. It's like a power aid to advertising. It nestles itself into everything. But it's CK. There's no point feeling blue about it. There is a craft to making everyone a target that has been practiced for infinity. We are so sorry for that, ladies and gentlemen, but that will bring us all of the monies. Um, uh, I think I think what's key, and I think I think the ambassadors would agree with me, uh, the, uh, that um, the key to a, a solid campaign uh, in this election uh, is 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 are the stories, the stories, um, and so I think I think I'm just going to switch into that mode. Um, this is all true. Uh, at least this is what I've been told that in 1500s England. They buried people prematurely due to a comatose state caused by drinking alcohol from lead and pewter cups. To eradicate these awful mistakes and to prevent many wrongful deaths, they hired men to sit in cemeteries with lanterns and shovels to listen for ringing bells. These bells were run underground to the wrist of the deceased. 
the twine was wrapped around their wrists. If they woke inside their coffins and scrambled for escape, their bell would sound six feet above and the diggers would start digging. Hence, those buried alive were saved by the bell and the diggers worked what became known as the first graveyard shift. The only people at that time willing to work in the dark and sleep during the day. So I'm at my new graveyard job at the mall. I stock toys for the kiddies. I work in the dark like Quasimodo because they would never hire me for a daylight position. I guess I just don't appeal to their regular shoppers. And I definitely don't appeal to the kind of people that stop by our store for spending a few grand at Nordstrom. Come see the big hairy guy. Come on, come all, come down to the mall and see for yourself the big giant elf. I cannot dance for a dollar and I will never give up my dreams for a job. I work in the dark to enjoy the sun. I plan my life during my ten-minute breaks while the nocturnal animals play in the empty parking garage amongst littered shopping bags, receipts, and price tags. As the world sleeps, dreaming of designer clothes, bottled water, and a Beverly Hills lifestyle, I debate with myself whether or not I have time to suck down one more cigarette. And if you can see the blue in this collar, then you know I've learned quite well just how to differentiate between daywalkers and those that roam the night. I prefer the light of the moon over your basic fluorescent office fixture. The kind of light that assumes a distrust between you and your boss. The kind of light that peeks into and around every corner. Those are the lights the stores at malls use to scare away shoplifters. And those are the lights they shut off when the graveyard shift punches in. They know that something's going to be missing in the morning, so what's the fucking point? The graveyard shift is creative. Taking what is never rightfully theirs, but obviously no one else's either. There's something so missing in the morning when the day crew takes over that the customers can smell it under the hot lights of omniscience. It is the creativity born with nightwalkers. It is how much the day hates the night. You'll never see a pigeon hanging out with an owl. And you'll never see Beverly Hills hand me her phone number as she leaves the mall with her bags of, Hey, look at me. While I enter the mall in an air of, Hey, look at me. We're all the same, Beverly. Only you look really hot in your outfit, the way it exposes your midriff, your flat, flat stomach. I just wish you could say to me, McGee, you look good in that dictionary, the way it exposes your ideals and manipulations, your faults and your ambitions, but we seem to take two different escalators to get to the same place in life. I'm kind of like banished royalty, and you're upper-class white trash. Day and night can never make love. They can only tease each other in a foreplay they call Twilight. The only things I regret at three in the morning as I solve the world's problems and chain smoke outside the mall is that I have no bell to ring and rainbows never come out at night. Thank you. Now, one of the things that we we promise in this campaign is that, unlike most of the representatives that we have before us today, we are unflinching in our willingness to uh, look at the backwardness of our world today. Uh, for as as the damn bastards, we can tell you that that we have seen that pigs are flying everywhere we go. We see them, police in helicopters, snorting around in the sky and gluing the guilty to the ground with spotlight. Now, 
It's understandable why the Poe would want copters, and I've hammed it up with some pretty tasty bacon in my time, so this isn't a hate on police. I just wanted to point out to all the I-can't-believers and you're-just-a-dreamers out there that pigs are flying. Because I think it might explain why all the red ink pots have started calling themselves black while rusty milk cans are breastfeeding malaria. I think it might explain why humpbacks are humping forward, why bees are going cold turkey on honey, and why turkeys are hatching honey-glazed. I mean, haven't you noticed? The sloths are all running sprints under midnight. The platypi are falling in love with mallards and breeding ugly swans. The sideways ice caps are falling out of fashion, and birds keep flipping themselves at windshields because pigs are flying. And we flying monkeys have made it so, making cow pies, heavy artillery, machine guns, child's play, pomegranates, hand grenades. Although, come to think of it, I've been told that the sky has pigged us for a long, long time, barking fire through bites of lightning until we children of the earth have sought dominion of the sky, cursing gravity for devil worship, cursing love for dancing body songs, cutting the feet from the happy-go-lucky, because in the sky in the sky, they say, men give birth to themselves, fully uniformed, as angels root through clouds for trifles and cherubs' rosy cheeks are acid-burned. Although, they also tell me that men are the key to God's image, and so I guess the existence of a sky pig should come as no surprise. I mean, it would explain why sentences have started handing out non-deadly and weapons at the same time. It would explain why parents are giving their children edible spankings, why skyscrapers are digging deeper into the earth's belly, and why the windows of the soul have become fogged with suspicion. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to be suspicious about. Numbers are running from us. Living healthy means popping pills. People are rushing into yoga classes like Lululemmings intent on increasing their inner piece of the pie while boys are cruising the streets like packs of downward dogs because they're so top-heavy. Howling at every full moon in a miniskirt! And while mothers are lactating motor oil and infants are scrambling over top of each other to suckle the oozing teats of landfills, my bacon spits at the sun. It sizzles with firepower. And it tastes great with mushroom clouds. Speaking of flying, this is for all the mishaps with kites and delayed flights across the nation. This is for little girls and boys collecting the skeletons of robin's eggs and enshrining them on a childhood altar of beauty. This is for the starling who would die lonely, scarlet-lettered by the touch of what were thought to be helping hands flip the bird. This is for the seagulls smoking cigarette butts and drinking the dregs of beer cans in city landfills. This is for the songbird who came to the city hoping to make a better life for herself only to be blinded by her own reflection and fall from grace. This is for baby eagles on webcams, for pigeons on security cams, and the hummingbirds forced to feed at kitchen windows flip the bird. This is for the genocide of crows stealing dark onto an East Van sky. This is for the ravens constantly watching, the magpies forever laughing, and the ducks that let it roll off their backs flip the bird. This is for Charlie Parker's addiction. In every single second of his music we are lucky to have recorded, this is for a bird who sang it's not easy being green to honor a dead frog's memory. This is for our cartoon anthropomorphization, our Saturday morning fascination, our rainforest devastation, and for a duck named Howard, flip the bird. This is for the chickadees. This cuteness causes strangers to coddle. This is for the crows among the bottles, constantly dodging rocks and scorn. This is for the great bald eagle, 
symbol of national pride and endangerment. This is for all the children who grew up to be airline pilots because it's the closest they'll ever come to being condor man. This is for kids made vegetarian growing up on turkey farms. And this is for the joy, like a mother's, of teaching a parrot its first words, flip the bird. And in that flipping, remember that the hummingbird's wings beat over 4,000 times during the duration of this poem, that we can't outrun the hummingbird's wings. And though we may never, never be able to fly, nothing should ever stop us from soaring. So take a look around. Embrace everything around you. Make this poem not just another flight of fancy trying to shoot the breeze. This is for the factory farm chicken looking longingly at where the sky used to be. Flip the bird. Flip everything around you till the only sound you can hear anymore is the beating of wings all around you. Let it surround you and remind you that we are so much greater than we appear. Climb the highest point you can find. Look out all around you. Spread your wings wide and embrace it, delicate though your feathers may be. Thank you. Mr. Johnny McCurry. Deep in the dumpsters, uh, we have found many things that we all know, but that many of us have forgotten that we know. And so in order to aid us in reminding you of these things, uh, we must now employ one of our weapons of mass diplomacy. Uh, and so we would uh, please ask you to welcome to the stage one of our good friends and inspirations, uh, a special guest tonight, uh, the poetry of Vancouver's R.C. Wyslowski. You see, this is about the no. The big no! The big no we all know before the let go and slippage into forging. You are beauty Bob. Oh, beauty Bob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bob. You be shrugging. You be shaking. Bob. You be contemplating to talk me down in no way. Not never. Not me. But tits okay. Me boom boom bounces hug hugs for you any bee. Because I too once knows the feeling of the fearsome. Once time teeth me so deep it be my only taste. And slipped so hard into the forging I did. Did, 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 did I? Deep, 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 deep down Into the believing thing of lock me up and tight and ready Screamblin' with a fistful never leaves me at the Van Gogh starry starry So much so that my handsome and then some did block The bitty bitty bang bang of their light T'was very scary for my own self in the seems like always will be but the gay thing is, the forgin's just a forgin'. Take no good by grieving, just a temporary stop me now of not so strong. Cause stretching out in the now time of let me loose and ever spreadin' beds the whisper that the chat chat logic, what's that? Can't keep quiet. You are Beauty Bobbo. What's that? You are Beauty Bobbo. What's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cynical times. Kinda. Maybe. Sorta. Bits and pieces. Here and there. But what are you gonna do? Drop in. You, you gotta, gotta get a key to put the hoe back in Jehovah. Gotta get a key to put the hoe back in Jehovah. Get it down, get it dirty, and get it on. Set to rest all the lies about yourself you got so stunk on believing. Listen. There is no golden banana. 
There is no horse of tomorrow. And that grief case of gimme gimme gotta get, you seem so eager to not set down well, it's just full of castrated rabbits still trying to breed the Tom Thumb foot me under it. Bugger, you're a bad one. It's the Capriccios captured love and set our hearts in heavy water. Taught the drip things in our eye bits they be drowned when they open. Scaredy placing everyone into the quiet bidness of not be trusted. I say too much of what they've told us is a lie. So make the love thing with the source place of there we go and here I come from tongue throbbing past the father standing naked as the sun sun. You are beauty Bobo. You are beauty Bobo. You, 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 you are beauty Bobo. Let it in, ladies and gentlemen. Let it in. As we end this, this evening, I think we all realize we fear endings. There is no such thing as a true campaign. There is no such thing as a real race or an election. So, let us end this as best as we possibly can with a lullaby. A lullaby about beauty and you and me and we and us. Sleep, babies. Sleep. And while you're doing just that, we will be pretending to work on a world where you'll have no worries. Every generation before us promised us something they couldn't achieve, something that wasn't theirs to offer. They gave us their word and they told us that this world would get better. They promised that this world would get better. So the only logical promise we can actually make right now is that it won't. Not yet, because change is something that takes time. Lots and lots of time. For every hundred years of war, it takes another hundred to heal. For every moment of hatred and indifference, we should require one more day of love. Maybe even two or three. For every, for every moment of suffering, we should offer up an hour of serenity and redemption. This will not be easy. We will be handing you a difficult task a hardened journey, and billions of souls just as lost as we were. But maybe you won't be. But you've, you've got to champion all the colors of the world in all of its forms. Cheer for the color of your neighbor the same way you'd marvel at the blue sky. Hold on to their skin as you would a cherished memory. Skin is like time and we should wear it well, every single one of us. And see what you can do about coming together. It might sound silly, but I assure you it is not. Because we're so near a stage that seemed impossible a hundred years ago. Imagine what your great-great-grandparents would think of your world. Imagine what they feared. Look inside yourself and try not to be afraid of love, loss, or life. Do not fear what is different. Difference and danger are two very separate things. Replace fear with celebration. Tell fear to go away because this world will teach you to fear all the very wrong things. The fewer people you hurt, the better you will feel, I assure you. Try your best and your hardest to move mines and mountains. You have a lot of work ahead of you. I know this because we are trying our best and our hardest with everything and thought and thriving love we have and know. We are not alone in these. 
We know so many other people who want what we all want. It's a peace that is so simple, so thorough and light, that it cannot be stopped if everyone tries a little harder. And I don't want to believe it is too late for us, but it isn't too late for you. While these hopeful words push through unpredictable ages, I challenge you to push yourselves. This must be a lasting challenge to remind everyone that while it might seem so far away, there is a lasting peace. So sleep, little ones. Sleep, you working babies, you loving souls, you fantastic creatures stressing over taxes and death. Sleep now and sing yourself awake to a new way, a just world. Fight for your truest self. Love your truest self. Live up to who you really are. Fight for the ones who cannot. Fight, live, fight, love, fight, laugh, fight. 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 Thank you, Bellingham. And a one, and a two, and a three. Sorry, I just had to. The Dambassadors, everybody! Thanks, guys. Sometimes those weird things drag on way too long.